Welcome to Cracks in the Foundation with Tallulah Rose. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to make a quick announcement that I am now accepting commissions. So if you would like me to create you a small acrylic painting or a fine art drawing or an ink drawing, you can click the link in the show notes and it will take you over to my website so you can um, submit your proposal. Thanks for listening. I've been thinking about hands a lot. Let me rephrase that. I've been thinking about drawing hands a lot. I've, every artist I've ever met, I don't want to put words in people's mouths, but they all hate and love drawing or painting hands. And I feel the same way. It's one of the most frustrating things I've ever done or tried to do. Um, I'm currently doing just some painting studies of hands. And normally I just draw hands and this is a whole new ball game for me, so yeah, it's very frustrating. Um, it's funny how we all universally have this love-hate relationship with hands, and I don't know if it's because our hands are the things creating that thing, or if our brain just sees the wrong shapes, or our brain is trying to fill in the lines of what we think hands are supposed to look like, so it's harder to make them over other shapes. Um, But yeah, I have this love-hate relationship with hands. I don't know if you feel the same way. And the more I study and do painting studies, the more I will freak out if I see really nice hands. (laughs) Um, I went to the coffee shop the other day and the barista was making the coffee and I was like, wow, their hands are so nice. But I felt like that's a weird, it's a weird compliment. It kind of sounds a little serial killer-esque um, to go up to someone and say that they have nice hands. I feel like that's in a similar ballpark to someone saying that you have nice feet. So I'm not going to do that, but just be aware that I, I look at everyone's hands. And this just reinforces my point that art is a bridge to our subconscious. And I think it connects to some deeper level of connected human experience that we all feel. So may our love and hatred of creating hands bring us all closer together. That's my motto here. And when I'm doing studies or creating something, I always set an intention first before I step into that creative flow state. And one of the things that I've noticed when forming this kind of art ritual and art practice is that everything I do, and I mean, I'm going to be talking about this until the day I die pretty much, but understanding what art is by definition, like I've mentioned before, I think it's a bridge between different realities. Um, It's a form of communication of inner self. And that might change. I don't know if that will change in the future. I think It's a very flexible definition, Um, but as that changes, I think it's a way to look at how it encompasses throughout different industries, different mediums, different cultures. And to first look at this, I see 
I before I identified it as a bridge, I used to see art as a question, just a simple question. And that's when my intention started as I was creating this art practice that I follow and step into. Um, and in such a content heavy society, so many of us have experienced an overwhelming guilt or fear to constantly create new pieces. We always want them to go viral and create that following. Um, like I've mentioned last time with Jamie, we are in a constant state of perception and always being perceived and feeling like we have to be perceived. I think many artists out there can identify with this feeling of, if I don't create new pieces all the time, I'm going to become irrelevant. Where in the past, it would take years to create a piece. And that timeline could have shifted because of technology, but it also could have been through this culture of constant perception. So my question then would be, what is this art when we strip away all of these likes and following and constant perception? Like, what is art to you when no one can perceive it or if you don't put it out? And I know that we all have art that doesn't see the light of day, but what is a piece that you don't put out, but it feels like home to you? Um, it feels like an extension of self for you um, that you don't feel like needs to be perceived by anyone else. Can there be an art with no audience? And that question came up for me because artists that have passed, that became famous after their death, was it considered art before they died? And they, is it art only after you become famous and it is perceived? And now today, like all art can be perceived instantaneously. So would their lives have been different if they were around today? And I mean, I scroll constantly through media with this like art envy. I just constantly wish I came up with that idea or painted that landscape or captured that photo or even sang <laughs> that song or melody. And I easily find myself lost at this question that the piece is trying to answer. And I end up feeling this overwhelming guilt for consuming content rather than creating it. And over the years, I've kind of identified that I used to want to emulate what people created and I was frustrated with myself because it never looked like that. And then when I started realizing that art could be this self-portrait, I realized maybe that's why my art doesn't look like other people's because theirs is an extension of themselves and mine is my own. So my style, I can't replicate other people's intention or questions that they're asking. And this has kind of led me to an attempt in identifying like why we even create in the first place um, and how to better develop as an individual in that space. And I think the first step to uncovering this is by defining what art can be perceived as, um, even deeper into the bridge or if the, the idea of a bridge doesn't resonate with you, um, you can look at art as this form of, I believe it's also a form of science. It's visually stimulating, it can be aesthetically pleasing, um, it could ask questions of the individual, perceiving it. It can do all of these things, um, but the act of creating art can be seen as a sort of science. Not even sort of, I would say, argue that it is a science. Um, both are built upon this innate desire to shape an understanding of the world around us. So maybe if you don't feel like art is that bridge between different realities, you could view science as that bridge. 
um, or communication or however you want to define those bridges. Um, I think art and science kind of fit in that same space. I'm saying this because when overwhelmed in such like this saturated artistic world, it really helps me by getting back to this foundational, these foundational elements that make up why we do the things we do. So when I look at art, I ask this question before I do anything, and it's if I do blank, what will happen? So if we create this hypothesis and carry out experiments, present our findings, form conclusions, we further understand this world around us. And if you look at scientists, a lot of them become multidisciplinary. Multidisciplinary, yeah. Multidisciplinary. <laughs> because that foundational element stays the same. So like da Vinci understood and took full advantage of our desire to form an understanding um, with a long list of studies. Like he wasn't just an artist, he was also a scientist. Um, he studied anatomy. He did, I don't know, he did all of these experiments. And we have this kind of blend of art and science with these similar principles, I feel. And I think art and science might fall under this even larger umbrella of experimentation. So in both fields, we're ultimately experimenting with an idea to create a new idea to further explore down a long chain of continuous experimentation, right? And this leads me back. When I was a kid, <laughs> I used to annoy the shit out of my parents by asking them why about everything. And I mean everything. I would take apart my pens and ask my mom, like, how is this pen made? Why is it made like this? Mom, why is the grass green? Mom, why does a car make that noise? And as I got older, and become dependent on the internet for answers, I find that I take more for face value. And when I was younger, everyone would tell me, don't believe what you hear on the internet or read on the internet. And I feel like that's kind of disappeared a little bit. I don't really hear anyone questioning Google's expertise or, or when people are arguing about what year that shitty movie came out. Google has kind of taken this weird overarch over our lives when like 99% of the population don't even know what Google stands for. And maybe that's something we're missing. And maybe art is kind of a rebellion against that immediate solution. Um, because I think we've kind of stepped away from critical thinking. So maybe art is a way to explore more critical thinking in yourself. And maybe when we struggle to come up with new art or creative ideas, we feel this overwhelm because we're in such a immediate response society. So when we feel like we're in a creative slump, I feel like a lot of people turn to the worst and like seek help and seek people to tell them how to get out of that slump instead of just accepting that maybe the slump is a part of the process itself. I hear so many people say that boredom actually leads to more creativity. So instead of thinking something's wrong that you have to fix, and I think that is created from that Google culture, maybe ask yourself, what do I need in this slump right now? Maybe I don't need to create or feel creative. Being creative all the time can be so taxing on you and then we burn out even faster when we step into an actual creative flow 
Something that's helped me is figuring out my flow. I, I've noticed that I will go through highs of very high energy and I don't get much sleep during these times and I feel so energized and ready to like take as much action as possible. And I use that time to do everything on my to-do list um, tenfold. <laughs> so if I have like five paintings I planned, I will paint as much as I can. Or if I have podcast ideas, I'll record as much as possible during that flow of energy, um, high vibration energy. Or I will write for that period of time and very much take action steps. And then I know when my flow decreases and I, I go into that kind of slump or hibernation period, I just take in information, I take in inspiration, and I don't feel the need to create as much. And it helps me give this little cushion so that I have all this stuff that I've created so that I can put it out when I'm ready and nurture that um, during this slump or hibernation phase and then go back into that flow state again when I'm ready. But I don't try to control that energy anymore. I used to, and I used to just go constantly and wake up at six and have 12 hour days and then crash and I would burn out so much and feel like I constantly was not creating enough. And now I know, I know how to better utilize my flow now. And that might be something that you could try if your flow might not be similar to mine, but identifying that flow in yourself and working with that energy rather than doing what society tells you to do and breaking against that constantly, um, you'll be at much more peace with it. And you'll actually find that your creativity is always present when you subscribe to your own flow pattern. And the other reason I think that we go through or we feel like we're in creative slumps is because maybe we're not asking enough why questions. Um, as children, we were so fascinated by everything and trying to identify everything and how things worked and understand the whys of everything. And maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but I feel like we've kind of drifted away from that. So I wonder if one day we'll become so reliant on technology that we no longer even question anything. We won't have a desire to create art, to understand our world, and maybe like watch creative reasoning fly out the window, flipping us a finger on the way out or something. But if we start asking these questions more and stop relying on technology, even if we don't ask why, maybe we ask what if. What if I do this thing? Um, something that helps me with art is choosing a technique or an item or saying, what if I paint with these paint strokes? Or what if I just use this paint? Or what if I just use this medium? What will happen? And you keep one thing constant and explore the volume of possibilities with that one thing. And keeping that one thing kind of creates this, it creates this plethora of possibilities for your experimentation process. And sometimes I'll walk around and see a stop sign and be like, oh, what if I deconstructed and redesigned the stop sign? Like, why does a stop sign look like that? Who created that? When did it happen? What could it look like instead? 
or any logo you see or your favorite album cover? What if you only used red paint to paint sunflowers? Or what if you used roses to paint on your canvas? What if you smashed strawberry fields against a canvas while crying to the Beatles? These are all questions that you can ask yourself. And why and what if are so simple, yet we take these creative tools for granted. And I think seeing art as this type of science helps create this foundation of exploration and helps shape our understandings of ourselves and our different realities. And, and right now I'm painting pieces of Greek sculptures that I find fascinating. Um, I also keep a little journal of what ifs. So that's kind of where all my ideas live. And I just, I keep it by my bedside. So if I like dream of something or something comes up in the middle of the night, I just can write it down. Um, I think exploring art as a way of experimentation instead of this big, scary word, art, I think a lot of people are overwhelmed with the idea of like, well, what do I create? How do I paint? What if I can't paint properly? What if I can't draw this or do that? I think simplifying it into experimentation and exploration kind of brings back the fun in art. And I mean, it takes away the pressure for me and that's how I've found more creative opportunities um, thus far. And I hope to explore that more. Um, I really hope this conversation helped you identify some form of experimentation in yourself, in your own art. If you want to connect, um, my Instagram is in the show notes and as well as my website. So I thank you for joining me on this journey and